Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come share your master's joy. On this feast day of St. Monica, we call to mind the many people that we have in our life that we would like to have closer to the Lord and closer to the church. Perhaps many of us feel personally responsible for the fact that perhaps our kids or our grandkids aren't as faithful as we would like them to be. To some extent, maybe we do have responsibility there, and so we repent of any of the ways that we have pushed people away or didn't give them the formation that they would have needed in order to cling to the faith in a time and a culture that is actively drawing people away from God and away from religion and away from the church. This feast day of St. Monica gives us a tremendous amount of hope. Our faith, our relationship with the Lord blesses everyone that is connected to us. The best thing we can do for the people that we ultimately aren't responsible for, the best thing we can do is to become a saint. The best thing we can do for the people that are wherever they might be in their relationship with God is to draw radically close to Jesus Christ. If we were half as concerned with our own sanctity as we are with the, <laughs> with the relationship that other people have with God, I think we would become saints pretty quickly. If we were half as concerned as we are with the fact that we are, as far as I'm concerned, none of us are here are canonized saints yet. None of us are canonized saints, which means there's a whole lot more for us to go in our own journey with God. So we, before we start to measure where someone else is, and let's be honest, we're really not good at knowing where someone else is in their relationship with God, before we lean into that, let's lean into our own relationship with the Lord to repent of the things that we know we are still obstacles for us being fully united to Him. Daily Mass, saying the rosary, is good and important, but it does not replace that silent intimacy that we are all called to have with Jesus. 30 minutes is the ideal. 15 minutes is a good place to start. You hear me say it over and over again. This is the basic building block of a life of sanctity. Being alone with the Lord, reflecting, meditating on the Scriptures, especially the Gospels, regularly repenting of our sins on at least a monthly basis in confession, so essential. And of course, in union with those, to go to Mass as often as we can and to pray the Rosary every day. Fantastic. Awesome. Yes. Alleluia. All of those things. Our first role as we look at St. Monica is to draw radically close to Jesus. The second and also super important job that we have is to surrender these people in our life. We are not their Savior. We are not their Savior. I would like us to all repeat that together, but I'm not going to. We are not their Savior. Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ is, of course, as parents, grandparents, friends. Do we have some responsibility? Yes. And so we need to be faithful. We need to be open to having the conversation when there's that opportunity. But generally speaking, we need to surrender them and not to 
put on ourselves false responsibility. We do not know where someone lies in their relationship with the Lord. There is that powerful story, and it's worth repeating, of John Vianney when he was, St. John Vianney, when he was hearing confessions, he felt prompted, and he received a message from the Lord. He went out of the confessional, he found a woman who was distraught, and he says, your husband repented before he died. He, He had committed suicide, he had jumped off a bridge, and John Vianney, through this divine illumination, said, he repented before he died. We do not know how how someone's relationship is, especially in that moment as they're transitioning from this life to the next. So we should never despair of what God is doing in someone else. Another really consoling passage of Scripture is when the paralytic is let down through the roof because there's no room for them to get through the door. Jesus, it says, looking at not his faith, their faith, the people that brought the paralytic to him said, your sins are forgiven. Is that not so powerful? Jesus saw the faith of the people that were bringing their friend before him. He saw their faith and he said to the man who was in front of him, your sins are forgiven. Our faith and representing the people, surrendering the people that we care about, placing them on the altar has a real impact on them. If we have the opportunity to be with someone in their sickness or as they are declining, as they are ending, as their life is coming to an end, to pray that Divine Mercy Chaplet is so incredibly powerful. The Lord has promised that those who pray this, especially at the hour of death, even loved ones at the hour of death with their loved ones will receive the grace of conversion, even the most hardened sinners. Let's exercise some faith in this, in this great devotion, which is really just a manifestation in trusting that Jesus' cross has saved the world. We have only to enter into it. So after pursuing sanctity ourselves, surrendering them that we care about, realizing that we are not the Savior. The last and just as important as the others is to, as I've said, love their socks off. Love their socks off. When someone has done something that we don't appreciate, the temptation is to withhold our love and our affection in the way that we know that they appreciate it, But it's precisely when they are not doing what we desire them to do that we need to love them precisely in those ways that we know that they best receive love. To make that food that they like, to do that service that they like, to spend time doing the thing that you know that they enjoy with them. Being with them and wherever they are and just loving on them in the way that you know they, they need to receive that love will be a huge open door for that grace to come in at a later point. Again, in the Lord's time and His way, we do not know how. And let us not think that we know where someone stands in their relationship with God. Praise the Lord. We know we will never get to the next life And we will never be able to rightly accuse the Lord in saying, you are so unfair to so-and-so. You are so unfair to me. You are so unfair to my family. 
at the end of the day, when we behold him face to face and when we see the whole divine plan, we will say, Lord, you are so good. You are so merciful. This exceeds all of my hopes and desires. If only I had actually trusted you in this life, that you love my loved ones even more than I do. I could have rested at peace, not growing slack in my own desire and my own efforts to be in union with you, but to be at peace knowing that just as I am in your hands, so they are in your hands, and I don't have to be their Savior.